welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. I'm super happy to have you here today or tonight, whenever you're listening. (laughs) This is a big topic, and I will be touching on anxiety forever because you know what? Anxiety is a modern plague. People are, um, I don't want to say obsessed with anxiety because nobody wants anxiety, but there are solutions to having anxiety and you need to seek those solutions, whether it is with me, someone else reading a book, uh, you know, anxiety can kill your life and I've seen it kill people's life. So I want to talk today though, about how anxiety affects your relationship. Um, and with yourself, with your partner, you know, and with others, but mostly I'm going to talk about what happens within your relationship with your um, partner or spouse um, today. So, you know, and some people don't realize that they're suffering from both anxiety and depression. So here's a, here's a, here are some signs that you're suffering from both, you know, constant irrational fear and worry. Um, you have that rapid heartbeat, very tired, fatigue. Fatigue is a big one of depression. You get headaches, hot flashes, um, abdominal pain. You know, people don't realize these stomach aches. Stomach aches are um, a huge indicator if you have all of these other symptoms, right, of anxiety and depression of severe anxiety. Um, you have sometimes obviously difficulty breathing that comes from, you know, panic attacks and things like that. Insomnia, changes in eating, either too much or too little, um, especially with depression. Um, you know, difficulty with memory, um, a very hard time concentrating and making decisions. Um, you're, you know, constant feelings of sadness and worthlessness. That's another big depression indicator. Loss of interest in your hobbies, your activities. You're feeling tired and cranky. You can't relax. And again, you have panic attacks. It doesn't sound fun, does it, right? <laughs> so, and I have suffered from anxiety. I don't anymore. You know, of course, still things things will still come up that will make me anxious, but I have the tools to work through them now. Um, but here's, you, you know, I, I'm, I've never been depressed because I just keep moving. That's just part of who I am. But they do go hand in hand. A lot of times, you know, the, and anxiety will cause depression, depression will cause anxiety, but that's for a different um, podcast. So, you know, anxiety can be easily activated when we're living in a, you know, an unpredictable situation, such as, guess what? A very difficult relationship or not even a very difficult relationship. Just make, you know, you guys are in power struggles. When you're in a power struggle, if you have a tendency to be anxious, you're really going to find that anxiety within that, you know, within yourself. And it's going to pour over into the relationship. Now, especially if you have anxiety, um, if you suffer from anxiety coming into a relationship, right? So really what has to happen is you have to heal the anxiety and the relationship, but if you can only work on one and you decide anxiety, that's going to be good because it's going to help you um, get through the power struggle in your relationship if you can help heal, you know, heal that anxiety. Because here's the thing, anxiety strangles relationships. And um, what I want to start with is called, it's relational isolation. So again, relational isolation. So for some people living with anxiety, okay, 
Isolation is the only way to cope. Now, so I want you to think of it this way. So let's say you're in a relationship and the relationship is good, but you suffer from severe anxiety and you need to isolate, right? So you um, you need to remove yourself from you know all relational stimuli. So you what, what do you do? So how do you do that? Well, you you draw into yourself, okay, whenever you're stressed. And then you demand <laughs> that your partner be ready and available to support you, okay? And, and without ever reciprocating this because you're living within this anxious state. So basically, you're irritable and moody and you, know, and you have multiple reason and rationales for your behavior. Each one, by the way, emphasizing your need and minimizing your responsibility. So what happens is this person that's in anxiety and is in this relational isolation um, space expects everyone else to meet their accommodations for them. So they live in this altered state of anxiety crisis. You're always ready for the next crisis. You're always, you know, and you're not ever taking the steps to heal this anxiety and get to the bottom of it and look for solutions and answers. So, you know, so you can live within a, um, a healthy mind and body and relationship. See, all of everything's being focused on what you need to weather a storm, to make it through, to put an end to the panic and the pain, right? So basically what you've done in the relationship then is you promote yourself to the captain of the relationship and then you demote your partner to deckhand. And what are they, what's their job as deckhand? They're mopping up after you. They're taking care of you and your anxiety and everything else. And it becomes this lopsided one-way relationship that breeds, breeds resentment and disillusionment. And you need to really understand that this will ruin your relationship. So this is how, if you have anxiety and you come into a relationship, you bring it with, and this is called relational isolation. So you're isolating yourself from the rest of the world, but your, your, your partner, again, you're expecting your partner to be there at your beck and call and to help you and save you and, you know, take you through this and it ruins the relationship. So let's look at another, um, type of anxiety and um, that will wreak havoc on your relationship. It's called relational attachment. So remember, we just want, I just described relational isolation. Now let's go to the attachment version. So this is where um, you have this overwhelming fear, okay, um, of, you know, of, of, of a lot of things. And what happens is um, you're suffocating the person you're with. Okay. You know, you are, and you're also wanting to be with them all the time. So the anxious person needs to know where the other person is, what they're doing, who they're with at all times. And that doesn't work. Okay. This is, uh, you know, these are also, by the way, um, tendencies of codependence. Not all codependents fit into one, you know, category, like just like not all narcissists do. Um, but this is definitely a big one of codependence, right? It's also about control and, and, you know, how do most people need to help their anxiety with control? So anyway, so the, so what happens is the anxious person is bleeding worry into the relationship. 
They become suspicious about the other person, concerned about their fidelity. Are they cheating on me? Are they talking to that other person? Are they? Why are they looking at them? What do they? What do they say? This is the person that wants to check the emails, look at the phone, right? They're constantly, you know, it's a relational attachment, and this is a big time destroyer. You know, the anxious person. Um, needs constant ongoing reassurance that everything is okay. It's crucial, by the way, for this person to have it be okay. And then at some point, just like the relational isolation, this all blows up. You see, stability is required in a relationship. You know, you want to know that your ride is going to be safe, right? You're not going to get in, but you, it's also has to be a stable ride. Okay, you know, you can hit some pot roll holes in the road, but if every other, you know, move, you you know, you move 200 feet and there's another pothole, if the relationship is going to fall apart, the power struggle, you'll never make through it. So, you know, this, this, the anxious person is always on guard and alert watching. This is the hardest thing to, for, you know, others that don't live like this to understand, but they're always watching for any signs or shift in the relationship, which has become, you know, necessary to provide an outlet for anxiety. So let me explain what that means, right? So it it basically means that they will say things like, you seem different. What's wrong? Are you mad at me? Are you talking to somebody else? Did you find somebody else? There must be somebody else. That's anxiety. What, where were you today? What, what's going on? Why, why didn't you call me back? Why didn't you text me right away? Okay. And it, it's, it's just overwhelming for the person that they're attached to. And it, it blows up. It blows up because it got, why? Of course it's going to, right? It, because the other person feels imprisoned in the bonds of the relationship. Right. Okay. And they're, and by the way, the person that's in this relationship that's not the anxious person is under constant scrutiny and irritated by the repeated demands that, you know, they are, they are, um, that are being put on them by the anxious person to prove themselves. Can you imagine having to prove yourself over and over again that you're not cheating, that you're not doing anything wrong, that everything is fine, that, you know, this is not a relationship. Okay. So let's, so let's talk a little about where does this come from? You know, where does the relational isolation and relational attachment stem from? It stems from shame, anxiety. Okay. And shame and anxiety comes from, you know, much of the things that happened in our past, whether it is abuse and trauma, and it doesn't have to be outward abuse and the trauma, but it's, you know, it's can include losses in your life. You know, there's many things that cause shame, anxiety, but it's, um, it's, it's almost abusing yourself, right? You feel so shameful you abuse yourself and, and turn other people and you don't trust yourself. You don't trust life. You trust no one. Okay. So it's shame, anxiety, um, is basically anxiety. It's been internalized from your past. And that doesn't always necessarily mean your childhood, right? Okay. It it doesn't, but a lot of it obviously does come from the childhood. Um, It's shame. Anxiety affects our self-esteem. We worry about what not only other people are our partner, but what we say, 
how we are going to perform and how we are perceived by others. That's the worst part. We're constantly worried about what other people think. And it makes us very sensitive to real or imagined criticism from ourselves or others. And when we are sensitive to criticism, and especially when it's imagined, you can't escape the anxiety. It's very difficult. You got to heal it. You got to figure it out, get to the bottom of this anxiety and heal it. You know, um, sometimes shame anxiety um, manifests as social phobia, uh, codependency, you know, which is a lot to do with fear of abandonment or um, a lot of people that have, you know, relational isolation and anxiety or attachment. Um they're, you know, they're also relationship addicts. We will do a podcast on relationship addicts very soon. Um, but obsessions are obsessed about another person or, you know, the very addictive um, personalities. You know, we, they are constantly worried about their job, their performance on the job, an exam or, you know, apprehension about who's going to judge them. You know, they've, they, they're very vulnerable but yet here's what's crazy is they won't share their vulnerability with their partner, right? So it, it's um, it's really a lot about, you, you know, themselves, but it, it just seeps into the relationship causing so much discord, causing so much disconnection. So, you know, you, you have to understand that, um, when we're living within a relationship and we are expecting our partner to save us, to do everything for us, to deal with our um, demands, it's not going to go well. Okay, <laughs> That's not a relationship. So this is exactly why I say, you know, my, my tagline, if you want to call it that, is every relationship begins with you. And it does. Every relationship begins with you. If you are not healthy, you will not have healthy relationships. I work with so many people that have anxiety. And like, a, you know, it is a modern plague. We are plagued by anxiety, especially right now here during COVID, right? This is just a very highly anxious time. Don't, you know, bring some compassion into yourself. But I need you to seek help. You know, I offer that free 45-minute call. Take it. It's a consult call. You know, I it's not a sales call. If you decide to work with me and I decide I'm a good fit for you, because by the way, I don't I don't work with everyone. You know, you have to be ready. I don't take people that are just kind of I need you to be ready because if you're ready to do the work, I will heal it. There's no doubt in my mind. I, you know, the only way somebody doesn't get healed is if they just want to stay holding on to their patterns, to their thoughts and, you know, everything else. But anyways, you have to understand that this relation, any relationship does begin with you and anxiety kills lives and it kills relationships. So thanks for tuning in. Um, in the upcoming weeks, we are going to get into, you know, codependency, narcissism, gaslighting, um, you know, and ways to um, help relationships that are not, might not be seeped in, you know, massive, um, you know, disconnect, but they're just not really great. 
They're not too, they're not that bad, but they're not good. We're going to get into those things too. So thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. Go to my website or um, and find that calendar. And I'm telling you, take advantage of that free 45-minute consult call. Thanks again.